Hi everyone, Randy Dietrich, and my mission is to add value to others. I believe in the power of the human spirit. My goal is to encourage you to pursue all your dreams with all your imagination. And thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's talk, please share with a friend. Add value to the world. This week's inspiration comes from the great Lou Holtz. Oh my gosh, guys, if you haven't read Lou Holtz's books, grab them today, download them, listen to them over and over and over. I promise you, he'll add value to your life. You know, they say the true sign of greatness is simplicity, and Lou Holtz kept it simple. But my God, talking about greatness. Anyone that truly understands something, and they have mastered the craft, they make it look so simple, don't they? They make it look so easy. This is what Lou Holtz does. He makes it simple because he's mastered his craft. He says there's only three rules that you need to follow in this life. I love this guy. He says there's no need to complicate life. You were born naked with nothing but potential. We all were. We're just a pile of potential laying there when you're first born. And Lou says there's common things that everybody wants. People want a successful professional life. People want a good personal life. They want to feel needed. They want to be secured by their future. And the last thing that everybody wants, he says they all want to go to heaven. I'm with Lou. Oh, my God. He's got it going on, doesn't he? He says there's only three rules to follow to achieve success in all five areas of your life. A lot of people sacrifice their personal life and their spiritual life for their business life. Have you ever seen that? All the time, right? People are always sacrificing their personal life for their business life thinking it's going to make them happy. It's a trap. It's not going to work. It never has. It never will. Because later they wish they never did it. Every single bit of you is designed to work together so you can achieve success in all areas of life. I always say, you're one person. Don't try to split yourself into a, a work person, a home person. You're just one person. The goal is to keep it simple. And this is how simple things can be. <laughs> Think about this. There's only seven colors to the rainbow. Yeah, oh my God, look what Monet did with those seven colors. He created masterpieces. There's only seven musical notes. And yet there's millions of musicians through the history of time that has created unbelievable songs with only seven notes. There's only 10 numbers. And those 10 numbers create all the math the world has ever seen. Simple, right? Lou says there's only four things you need in your life. And if you're missing any one of these four things, you're going to have a giant void in your life. The first one is that everyone needs something to do. Everyone needs something to do. My God. Number two, everybody needs someone to love. I got mama. Everyone needs someone to believe in. Lou goes, in my case, his name is Jesus. And the last thing is everybody needs something to hope for. Great stuff, isn't it? I say it all the time. The most powerful question you could ever ask someone is what is their greatest hopes for the future? Because my God, when there's hope in the future, there's power in the present. Don't ever fall in the trap of just maintaining your life because there's no such thing as maintaining. It's a law of nature. Everything in this world is either growing or dying. Nothing alive maintains. The trees are growing or dying. They're not maintaining. The grass is growing or dying, never maintaining. You are growing or dying. You're not maintaining. A marriage is growing or dying. It doesn't maintain. Businesses grow or die. They do not maintain. 
you may have accomplished great things in your life. But the question is, what's going to happen now? What's next? There's always going to be a next. Success turns to loss in an effort to maintain. That's a true statement. Success can turn to loss in an effort to maintain the success. Forget about yesterday. Make today your masterpiece. So back to Lou's three rules for life. He says, number one, just do what's right. My mom would say that to me all the time, Randy. She says, when you're not sure what to do, just do the next right thing and you'll be okay. She says, there's never a wrong time to do the right thing. It's all good. Just keep doing that. It's wrong to be bitter. It's wrong to not forgive. It's wrong to hate. It's right to love. It's simple, isn't it? Everyone's going to have problems in their life. But the key is to view your problems as challenges and just get on with your life. It's just that simple, isn't it? When you're having fun with your life and you're enjoying yourself, people are going to want to be around you. You notice that? You want to be around people that are having fun, that are enjoying what they're doing. And when you do the right thing, everyone's going to trust you. Simple, right? Rule number two. He says, do everything, the very best of your ability, with the time you have. It's simple stuff, right? You can do the best you can. You are obligated to give life your best. Life is a matter of making choices. Always make the choice to do your best every minute of your life. All you are is potential. That's all you are. You're walking around potential all the time, and you will never know how great you really could be. The last rule is to show people that you care. Everyone you meet needs to be cared for in some way. Lou says, when you walk into a room, don't think, here I am. Think, there you are, and how can I help you? When you take on an attitude of service, the world will come to you. There's a lot of people that have achieved success in their life. They've earned lots of money, and when they die, it ends. Then there's people out there that achieve significance by doing the right thing, to do the best of their ability every day by serving other people. Significance lasts for generations. This is why I say my mom, my mom lived a life where the great-grandchildren of her great-grandchildren are going to feel the positive impact of her life. I'm talking about significance. I'm talking about influencing the next generation to be better than what they can possibly imagine. Your best life is when you're doing what's right, doing it the best you can, and you're caring for others. That's when you're going to live the best life you possibly can. Simply living a life like this, you will never, ever feel empty. You'll always feel full. So get up every morning and think to yourself, what does life expect of me? That's the question we should ask. And who can I serve today? And I'm going to do it to the very best of my ability. Then get after it. Get after it today and do the very best you can. Lou ends it with three words. He says the three words to live by are trust, commitment, and love. I love y'all. There's a sentence in there, and I wish you can coin it, mm-hmm. but success, say it again. Success. Success turns to loss in an effort to maintain. I feel like it's like one of those mic drop moments, right? Because hmm. it's, I feel like, wow. 
there's just so I, there's so many thoughts going into my head about mm-hmm. like what it could possibly mean because it's it's like it's true and it's also like whoa because mm-hmm. it's if you're trying to just maintain in business it's never going to work you no, can't if right. you if you're stagnant and you're complacent you're done right. it just doesn't happen right. so you need to constantly be evolving mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. same goes true with life mm-hmm. if you're complacent you've lost like if you're not constantly trying to evolve and change and and uh, maybe not upgrade but like mm-hmm. If you're not trying to strive to be a better person, you've lost. Mm-hmm. I just think it's such a crazy, like it's, it's all summed up in that one sentence. So it's just like, whoa, how did you take, you know, novels worth of information and it's now just summed up into one sentence. Mm-hmm. This is from Lou, Lou Holtz. Lou Holtz. I just think it's yeah. such a powerful thing because it's, it's so stuff. true. It's so true. You know what, why I think that's true? Success turns to loss in an effort to maintain. It's because time waits for no one. Yeah. Today is the youngest you're ever going to be. And so whatever you want to get after, get after it today. Isn't it true? Well, it's a realization that people need to have. It's like, hey, man, whether you like it or not, mm-hmm. the life goes on. Right. You don't have right. to like it, right. but yeah. this evolving rock that we're on is going to keep spinning mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the sun's going to continue to set and it's going to mm-hmm. continue to rise. Yep. And if you choose to not believe it or you choose to just stay complacent in what you're doing, you're going to be left behind. Mm-hmm. I hate to say left behind, but it's true. No, it is true. Time, time waits for no one. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's one of those things that aging is wow. automatic. Aging is automatic. It just happens. You don't have to do anything. You just sit there and you age. But growth, getting better, that is not automatic. That takes effort. And that's why success turns the loss in an effort to maintain. Because when you're maintaining, you're saying, I'm going re- to rely on what I accomplished yesterday. And I'm just going to try to hold that. It's gone. It's completely gone. What happened yesterday is dead. You know, it's. <laughs> the past is dead for everybody, but a lot of, some people do live in the past. If you want to be, if you want to be sad, live in the past. If you want to be anxious, live in the future. If you want to be present, live in the present. Interesting. Yeah. The whole sad thing, right? Why do you, just a question. Why do you think people choose to live in the past? Like, what is it that would cause them not to want to continue to evolve or change or I think it does happen with age, right? I think once you hit a certain point, not to date anybody, but once I think once you hit a certain point in life, it's like, uh, there's nothing more I can really learn. I'm just going to continue to live my life the way that I know to live life and and do it the best that I can and be happy. Like someone like myself, for example, who's 30 years old, where it's like, yeah, I have copious, I don't want to say copious amounts of time, but I have time. Like there is time. A good way to look at it is, I forget who said it, and once I do, I'll quote them on it eventually, but um, he's talking about visiting his parents, and he goes, oh, he's like, so how long, he's like, oh yeah, my parents are, I think they were in their 60s, and he's like, all right, so give or take, what, 20 more years? He goes, yeah, he goes, how many times a year do you see your parents? And he goes, twice. He's like, Mm -hmm. okay, so 20 times two. He goes, you have 40 more times Mm -hmm. with your parents left Mm -hmm. until- Mrs. Peterson. Was it Peterson? Mm-hmm. I, it mm-hmm. probably was. It's like, it's like three quarters of the way through his book. Like that idea of like, mm-hmm. you think mm-hmm. your mind yeah. where you're like, oh yeah, I have 20 years left. It's like, no, you don't. Yeah. You have 40 more periods of right. time left. Right. I think in his example, it was actually four. Was it? Yeah, it yeah. was something along he, those yeah. lines. He goes, I, he goes I'll, based upon the math, I'm going to see my parents four more times. And it makes you, and that's what right. kind of got me to want to come back to the East Coast as well. Right. You know what I mean? Not to say right. I was living in that fear, but it was almost like, no, like I love my family. And when you put it into that weird perspective mm-hmm. of like, mm-hmm. You could say what you want, but mm-hmm. time doesn't stop for yeah. anybody. This is what's going to happen. It's like, whoa, yeah. now you're putting a time limit on it. And then it was the same thing with age where it's like, I'm 30 years old now. What's the next 30 years? Well, in 30 years, I'll be 60. Okay. 
That mm-hmm. makes sense. I have time. I could live another 30 years and learn so much in 30 years. Whereas somebody that hits that 60 to 70 years, it's like, okay, I have 70 years. Can you live another 70? Well, no, that'd be, you'd be 140. Mm-hmm. So now your time is starting to be limited. Mm-hmm. So make sure in the first half of your life, you're really crutching it and you're really doing it. And that's why I think that quote hits so hard because if you become complacent, you're not, you're done. Like mm-hmm. that's, I feel like that's where you, you put the stake in the ground, you put the sword in the stone, like that's it. I'm here. I choose not to move forward anymore. I don't know. It's, it's kind mm-hmm. of a depressing, sad thing to mm-hmm. think about, but people do this on a day-to-day basis all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. You know, um, there, are, there is a day in everybody's life where there's more days behind them than there is in front of them. And you don't know when that day is. You know, there's a, it's, it's that classic thing of an hourglass glued to the table. You can't flip it over. And you can't see the top portion. You can only see the bottom portion. You know, you don't know how much sand's above pouring out. You know, th- this is the nature of life. But, you know, you asked earlier a question. It was how do people, how do you, how do you not live in the past? Yeah, how do people, yeah. If someone's living in the past, why is that happening? And I really believe that if you're living in the past and you're thinking about the past, that means there's something you have not dealt with. Because if you dealt with it, you'd stop thinking about it. So I would say, what is it, those little tiny thoughts that jump in your head when you're in the shower, when, when, you're, when you're driving to work, when you start your car, when you're sitting and nothing's happening, when you're not thinking, what are you thinking? And if you're thinking about the past, nail that down, go to the people, go to the person, go to the organization, do whatever it takes to get that out of you. Because if you don't, you'll, you'll never grow beyond that. There are adults today that are, that are nine-year-old children trapped in a 40-year-old body because something happened to them at nine years old. Maybe, maybe, maybe they were molested by someone mm-hmm. at, at, at age nine, right? Something like that happens. And the, and the person's just stunted by this. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not, I'm not a doctor on this stuff. But in my personal experience, I would go back to them and I would say to them, look, I want to let you know you hurt me. But I want to tell you right now, I forgive you. It's tough. Because it's I don't tough want to, decisions. Right, it is. But yeah. I, I would say, because I, I don't want to carry you with me anymore. I just want to put you down. I don't want to have to walk around with you anymore. Yeah. So I'm going to let you know, I forgive you right now. My mom did this. Yeah. My mom, so you all know, my, mo- my, mom, my mom died 17 years ago. Probably five years before my mom died, uh, my mom, we were having a conversation. Um, but five years before my mom died, her dad died. Mm-hmm. Okay. And... About six months before my mom died, we were in a house on Constitution Avenue. And my mom said to me, she goes, she goes, Randy, I've, I want to let you know that I've, I've, I've forgiven my dad for everything he's ever done to me. I, it's, it was wonderful to do. Before he died, I went to him and I talked to him about it. And it was so liberating. It, ju- it just set me free from it all. And I looked and go, what do you do to you, mom? And it's, it's as if she blurted it out like it was trapped in her for like 50 years. She goes, he molested me when I was a child. Mm. You go, really, mom? Really? He goes, yeah, he was the local milkman and I would go on the trips with him. And it would happen when we were in the, in the truck driving, the, delivering milk. I go, wow. And, and she goes, yeah, but I, I've forgiven him. That's an example of someone carrying something for 50 years and then finally going to the person and putting it down and saying, look, I forgive you. I don't want to carry you with me anymore. So why do people live in the past? There's things like that going on. There's a big burden they're carrying. Yeah, it, it could be little burdens. Yeah. It, I mean, it's the same way if you have a thousand little burdens versus one giant one. So if you have a thousand little ones, go to all thousand people and say, look, I just want to make amends with you. You know, I want to make it okay. You know, right now I have one right now. Uh-oh. I, I, I know I got one right now. Last, last year during harvest, I had a clash and I can't stop thinking about it. No you know, way. it's about buying grapes and it's driving me nuts. It's in my head like every day of my life. 
And it's like, I'm thinking, oh, God, Randy, just make the phone call. Just make this right. Say, hey, I'm really sorry. Didn't mean to hurt you. What can we do to make this better? You know, I want to have a, I want to have a relationship with you. You know, like eventually I'll get there, Ralph. I'm growing up, man. <laughs> but I got one. I got one. It's, you know, I think about it daily. And this is why he, how you live in the past. Because if my mind, my mind's going back to last harvest of buying these grapes and the, the deal didn't happen right. You're and there was, there was a disargument. I'm trapped in that. That situation still owns me a year later. And, and what does that do to me? It hurts my life. So what do I need to do? I need to go back to the person and say, I'm, I'm really sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to hurt our relationship over grapes. What can I do to make it better? I'm really sorry. Wow. And then I, just like that, it'll get put down. So how do you not live in the past? Go back to the people you had the challenges with, the confrontations with. Make it right. Make amends. And by the way, if you do this and they go, no, the heck with you. Get away from me. At least you have peace of mind. Yeah, the ball's in their court at right? that point. It's all right? good. You do what you do. Because what are the odds of two people coming in the exact same emotional state at the exact same moment in time? It's zero. So when you apologize, it's about you. Not really about them. It's all good. That's a good point. Yeah, great stuff. Yeah, it's a really good point. Thank you, Randy. Thanks, Ralph.